Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. This edition of How to Be a CEO is brought to you by the AXA Startup Angel Competition. I'm Sharma Dean Reed, founder and CEO of The Stack World, and I'm here to help you turn your business dream into reality. There are six chances to win the competition, including two top prizes of £25,000, mentoring from myself and leading UK founders, plus business insurance for a year, thanks to AXA. Go to standard.co.uk forward slash AXA Startup Angel for details on how to enter and complete your entry by the 2nd of June, 2024. Good luck. ES Audio. weeks back, the Evening Standard held a forum with campaign group WorldSkills to talk about how to ensure young people have more job opportunities in the future. It's part of our Step Up project to inspire 14 to 18-year-olds to think about their careers and education. People at the event at our HQ on Finsbury Square included former Education Secretary David Blunkett, teachers, company bosses from places like AstraZeneca and Jenny Taylor, the woman behind IBM's long-standing and award-winning apprenticeship programme. We're very strong on our diversity and inclusion in gender, bringing your whole self to work, whatever that whole self is, be it race, religion, LBGT, all of those um, different aspects of diversity because our clients are diverse. I'm David Marsden from The Evening Standard and this show is a bit different because it's aimed at those at the very beginning of their journey to become a CEO, those still at school, maybe just starting or finishing university or even wondering whether to get a degree at all. And to start with, perhaps the best question to ask Jenny is, how did you get your job? Well, that's interesting because I didn't actually uh, apply as a graduate. I'm, I'm not sure I'd have got in at that point in time. So I applied as an experienced hire and I joined 37 years ago, which is a long time ago. And um, it was a time when IBM was just a hardware company. So all it did was build very, very large, powerful computers and sell them to customers. And I joined as part of the quality assurance team. Ah, yes. so when did you kind of switch to apprenticeships and encouraging young people? Uh, so in IBM, if you stay there a long time, then you will have several careers. So I spent seven years doing the quality assurance job. Then I actually moved into a client-facing project manager role. So that was a completely different career change. And then... I joined the, it was a graduate program then, so it's called Foundation, and it's a specific organisation within IBM which manages, and it was then graduate programmes only, which is interesting in itself. I think that's quite an interesting point for, you know, any younger people who are listening to this and they're considering their career and where they're going to go. For a lot of people, that is just the starting point, Mm. isn't it? 37 years, you've evolved and changed yourself, haven't you? Absolutely. And 
I think even more so these days when people don't tend to stay in jobs with with the same company for such a long time. You know, 37 is, is quite a long time for anybody, it must be said. But, um, but that's because I've enjoyed myself so much and, and particularly with this role, which I've now been doing for nearly 20 years overall, I certainly found my niche, if you like, the, the passion. So it's not just a job. Uh, it is absolute passion. So it's much more than a job. And I think for young people, think about, you know, the career you want to pursue. It's very hard to think of it when there's so many years stretching ahead of you. But what makes you happy? What gives you a buzz? Mm. That's the sort of thing to look for when you're seeking your first job. And is it a job? It might be to start off with. But are you going to turn it into a career, which is a, quite a different thing, actually. Something that might be quite interesting is obviously this show is called How to Be a CEO. Mm. Can you join a company at IBM at a low level and then become a CEO? Could somebody be, somebody just starting, somebody just going in, go, I'm going to be the CEO of this company one day? Absolutely. And, and we can actually prove it because we've had several people who've joined as graduates and become CEO. So uh, yes, you can. As a company, and I might be wrong about this, but a perception of a company like IBM, some people might think it's very specialized. You have to have a university degree to work for a company like that, of that kind of brand. Was that ever true and is it true now? I think it used to be true, but we're actually talking quite a long time ago now. So IBM, and IBM is a global company, don't forget, it's not just UK. So certainly in the US, where our headquarters are, they've, they've for many years been promulgating the message that you don't actually need a degree. They call it in the US new collar workers, which is a bit of a US term. But we started our apprenticeship program in the UK in 2010. And uh, it was small because we weren't sure if we could take people straight from school into what our client facing roles, because we don't have sort of back office jobs, you know, so our apprentices have to come in and they do real proper jobs straight after induction, which is actually great for them, of course. Yeah. And of course, we started small, but our apprentices then showed us absolutely that they could <laughs> do these things. So we grew our numbers uh, significantly. And then in 2017, when all the apprenticeship landscape changed and we moved over from frameworks to standards we became an employer provider for apprenticeships uh, and we offer level three level four and level six to school leavers so there's there's a, a wide range and absolutely you don't need a degree to join IBM and and one could argue um, now having seen apprentices come into our organization and you know, succeed and move up the career ladder, that actually starting your career with an apprenticeship might be the best thing to do as opposed <laughs> to a traditional uh, degree, you know, university degree route. And that is because you learn hands-on, relevant, employable skills from day one. What was it that changed then? You know, when the, the, the U.S. company decided, let's look outside of graduates when you launched that program in 2010, what was it that made IBM think we should widen this out a bit? 
Well, we had a very inspirational CEO, Ginny Rometty, who was our first female CEO. And it was very definitely something that she was and still is. Um, she's retired now, but she's still out there doing her stuff, you know, on this messaging. Um, and it's very inspirational, actually. And the results are absolutely proving that yeah. it's the right path. Was there a moment when you realised this is the right path? Because you, you said that you weren't sure how this was going to work out. I mean, was it, with, with that first cohort, did you go, was, was there a point when you went, you know what, this is really good? Well, I think I think it was. I think it was very early on. It didn't take very long for them to, to show us. You know, we had, they had a two-week induction and then off they were, to, you know, on the job. And it didn't take them long to show us that they could absolutely do it. And over time we have seen apprentices actually overtake graduates in the workplace. And if you think of the degree apprentice route now, so you come in 18, 19 years old, um, straight from school, you take a degree apprenticeship, which can take three or four years. Uh, you come out effectively as a new graduate, so equivalent to a graduate coming out of university from the traditional route. However... You have had a salary for three or four years. You haven't had to pay any university fees, so you have no debt. And you've already had a promotion and salary rises. So, in fact, you are streets ahead. And of, you work at IBM. Uh, well, so. indeed. <laughs> yeah, yes, not, indeed. Not a small company, um, is it? No. So, yeah, I mean, why wouldn't you do it when you look <laughs> at the facts? And those are facts. And has that... I guess, leveled the playing field for the type of people who can work at IBM. You know, you talk there about people going to university and coming out with debt. That is not an option for everybody. Mm. There are people from the poorer backgrounds who just can't do that. Does that now mean that you've managed to widen the talent field and allowed people who may not have been able to come in 37 years mm. ago who can now? Well, I think it does, and that's certainly one of the aims of our programme. So we actively uh, go out to with our attraction activities to community schools, groups that we wouldn't necessarily have done so before and also who wouldn't necessarily have thought that they could apply to a company like IBM. And that's quite an important point, actually, um, because when you speak to students, it's the aspiration. So a lot of them have said, well, I, you know, I can't believe I'm actually walking in the door of IBM. And we were, why not? You know, <laughs> because we're, we're a very inclusive uh, company and we have been for many, many years. So why not? And it's just an aspiration in their heads. It's nothing to do with their abilities at all, because, of course, they've got the ability. You know, there are brilliant people absolutely everywhere. It's just finding them that is, you know, sometimes the challenge and also enabling them, inspiring them to apply because they're all absolutely capable of doing it. Does that make IBM a better company? Does it improve standards? Does it does it in, in improve everything about the, the company, or does it or does it not change anything at all? It just lets more people in. No, I think it it does improve IBM, and I and I think we publicly say that because we're we're very strong on our diversity and inclusion in gender, bringing your whole self to work, whatever 
that whole self is, be it race, religion, LBGT, all of those um, different aspects of diversity, because our clients are diverse. Mm. You know, so so why wouldn't you have a diverse <laughs> workforce? And and then of course, you know, it's been proven that diverse workforces, the male female piece, you know, which in technology is sometimes a challenge. You know, they they are better. Yeah. So why wouldn't you do it? Okay, let's go to the ads. You can find out more about the Evening Standard Step Up campaign by going to standard.co.uk forward slash step up. There's a lot of articles, advice and resources there for anyone thinking about their future. And we have a big exhibition coming up in June. Find out more at standard.co.uk forward slash step up. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. It's that time of the year. Your vacation is coming up. You can already hear the beach waves, feel the warm breeze, relax, and think about work. You really, really want it all to work out while you're away. Monday.com gives you and the team that peace of mind. When all work is on one platform and everyone's in sync, things just flow. Wherever you are, tap the banner to go to monday.com. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. How to get 30, 30, to get 30, to get 20, 20, 20, to get 20, 20, to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month? So Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. How has that company changed over 37 years from when you went in? Would you recognize it? If you went back in time to your first day back there, would you recognize IBM? I think I would. um, But of course, it it was I didn't work in this part of IBM now. So I didn't see the the graduate recruitment side of it. So I can't, you know, comment directly on that. But I think the values and ethics of IBM are exactly the same as they were when I joined 37 years ago, which is one of the reasons I'm still with IBM because I like to work with a company with ethics and values. You said you go into schools, colleges, universities, mm-hmm. and you speak to people. What are you telling young people as, as they're just beginning to make this journey into the workforce? Well, I think it it is still, as I said in the beginning, so find something that you're passionate about that makes you happy. It's not about what your parents think you should do. It's not about what your teachers think you should do. It's about you. So you might be getting all this advice, you know, go and be a doctor or go and be something. But that might not be you. You know, you might want to be going and doing something completely different. And that that is what you should be looking for. And it's not 
always easy to find it. So try different things, try different work experiences. You know, we, we run a, a lot of intern programs and I always say to them, find out what you like doing, but equally find out what you don't like doing because mm-hmm. that's actually equally important. So if you don't like doing spreadsheets, you know, no, no. then don't go for a career <laughs> where you need to do spreadsheets. So when you walked in the office, I was doing you know, a spreadsheet at that very moment. Yes. I'm so glad to see your yes. human face. <laughs> it's not where I expected to be when I went into to working and broadcasting. Well, it often isn't, is no. it? No. You know, so that's why trying different sorts of work experience is really useful for forever short a period of time you're always going to pick up something and don't decry you know different sorts of work experience some people when I interview them you know I said oh you know you've worked in a bar you've worked in a cafe or something mm-hmm. and be, but it's not on your CV you know I've, I've managed to extract that during the interview oh well I didn't think that was you know worthwhile putting on well, of course it's worthwhile. If you've worked in any sort of public place, any sort of bar work, cafe, shop, it's client-facing experience. Of course You're dealing with people so and it, all that that entails. <laughs> so is any experience valuable experience? Absolutely it is. Any, any, any experience, yes. And when you're writing a CV application form, don't forget to put it on because that's what employers are looking for. Are there common mistakes in CVs? Are, are there things you can go, you know, someone listening now go, right, just do not do this? There are common um, mistakes. Um, for female applicants, there's always the I helped, I assisted. In fact, I often don't need to look at a gender on an application form. I can tell by the tone in which it's written, which is very worrying, isn't it? It is. So I helped, I assisted, and, you know, I was a nice, friendly sort of person. Well, actually, as I, you know, I say to them, well, did you help? Did you, or did you actually do it? Well, yes, I did do it. (laughs) Well, (laughs) say so then, just say so. Don't, don't be a shy, retiring um, person, you know. But the other thing is the so what factor on application forms and CVs. Application forms often drive you to say that with the, with the way they put questions. But mm. On a CV, people will just list what they've done. And then it's the so what factor. So what were the measurable results of right. that particular job? What did you actually achieve? You might have done it, but it might have been rubbish. Who knows? <laughs> um, you know, um, so, so tell us. And that's a really useful exercise for any individual writing a, a CV as well. Just think about what you have actually achieved, what you can measure from it. What was the size of the project? You know, what was the budget if you were working on something? The size yeah. of the company, quantify it. Yeah. So few people do that. And, and it's a skill you need to learn throughout your career. Mm. You have to measure the success when you're working within a company. It's not just Absolutely a case of do. go to my CEO, look, I did this, and then yes. he'll reply, well, what, what happened? Yes. <laughs> you have to say, well, this was the KPI, here, here were the <laughs> targets. I wanted speaking about those... those uh, CVs from from women applicants there. I wonder what the CV for that IBM CEO 
you were talking about? Did that contain? It'd be I helped. To know, I helped it? IBM do it, this, it or do it? Or would it be? Wouldn't it? Yeah. Yes. yeah. I mean, do you have to be a bit bullish? Do you have to be almost be a bit bolshy when you're, you're in your first job when you're pushing yourself? I don't, in I don't think bullish and bolshy is, is really the right. You just have to be strong and believe in yourself because mm. if you're over pushy, you won't get in for other reasons. Because <laughs> <laughs> we don't like that either. Um, <laughs> so, and, and we could see through that too. Yeah. Believe in yourself and don't underplay it because the chaps don't, you see. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> Can you remember what? Your first job interview was who? Who were you? Who were you applying to? I can't remember exactly the first one because um, it was. It's a long time ago. But in my day, there was no career advice at school. Uh-huh. There was nothing really at university. So what used to happen was the the milk round used to happen, and employers used to come to the university, and you could book up. So I didn't have a clue what I wanted to do. I read history. I knew I, I knew I didn't want to teach, and and there wasn't there wasn't really many <laughs> many really other options um, from that. So I just booked up for you know companies I'd heard of, so all the well known companies. <laughs> I succeeded. I, I know the one I and I do remember that one because I succeeded, which was I, I joined British Gas as a graduate trainee which I enjoyed, actually. And I do remember that one. And the, the, the only thing I remember was someone came in and offered us a cup of coffee and a biscuit. And I said, yes, please, because being a student, I always... <laughs> <laughs> That'll feed you oh, for a week. <laughs> yes. Um, and then the interviewer said, oh, no, I, I really wouldn't... No, don't do that in future. This is a tip. Don't, you know, refuse the... Co-. And I was, why? <laughs> um, <laughs> But no, I was very, very green in those yeah. days, as I think you are, because there was no uh, coaching or how to do interviews or nothing to mm. read up on it or anything. I mean, all you knew was to research the company a bit. But even then, there was no internet. So you had perhaps the company reports in paper form, if you were lucky. If that you was find it, it really? yeah. Yes. Yeah. And then the, the other question we always ask is, if, if we could magically send you back in time to that moment, when that younger you is sitting outside waiting to go in and you've got 30 seconds to give yourself advice, what are you going to tell yourself? Oh, it's all about confidence. Be far more confident in your own abilities. I was that female. <laughs> I definitely was. <laughs> uh, it's, taken, it's taken quite a long time to change um, and become confident and know that you, know, know that you can actually achieve things. Are you the next CEO of IBM? No, I'm not. <laughs> but I don't aspire to be. Um, I'm very, very happy with the job that I've got. Um, so, and, and I have found my niche, my passion. So what more could anybody ask? You know, job satisfaction. I see people we bring in. I see them succeed. I see them rise up the organization. We can change people's lives for the better in all sorts of ways. You know, it's a people... Um, job, people get into all sorts of trouble as well. In uh, personal, you can support them all through all sorts of different, you know, issues, personal health, 
and you can you can actually make a difference so what more could you ask really than to do that that was Jenny Taylor, leader of IBM UK's early professional programmes. For more news, interviews and analysis, check out standard.co.uk forward slash business. How to be a CEO is back on Monday morning. We'd love to see you there. Want truly hydrated skin? Meet Osea's Body Care Breakthrough. Hyaluronic Body Serum. It's clinically proven to increase hydration by 161%. It's lightweight, fast-absorbing, and delivers 24 hours of hydration for silky smooth skin without any sticky afterfeel. Treat your skin to clean, vegan skincare from Osea. Get 10% off your first order with code SUMMER at OseaMalibu.com. That's O-S-E-A Malibu.com code SUMMER.